War never changes. When atomic fire consumed the earth, those who survived did so in great underground vaults. When they opened, their inhabitants set out across the ruins of the old world retreat. You are a courier, hired by the Mojave Express to deliver a package to the new Vegas Strip. What seemed like a simple delivery job has taken a turn for the worse. Um, I guess I'll start it off and then we can go on from there. Finally, we're going to talk about fucking Fallout. If there's one thing I want to say, actually, no, I'm going to save that to the beginning. I'm going to start on the, I guess we should go ahead and start off with, let's talk about the first, well, the predecessors of Fallout. Fallout 1 and 2 were made by Interplay. Fallout 2 was made by Interplay and Black Isle Studios. Black Isle Studios now is Obsidian. Obsidian's are, is the one that made uh, Fallout New Vegas and um, which is why it was different because Bethesda didn't actually make Fallout New Vegas. But um, either way, back in the day, Interplay and Black Isles, they uh, split because of um, financial, they were having financial difficulties so they basically laid off the entire Black Isles studio which actually canceled out a lot of games like Boulder Gate 3, uh, Boulder Gate Dark Alliance 3, and the original Fallout 3. The original Fallout 3 got canceled? Yes, it was actually, um, they actually were working on it. They had it, uh, they actually, I think they had it up and going, but, um, it got canceled because of budget or whatnot and they laid off the whole entire Black Isles studio, so. Then that's when Bethesda picked it up and they decided to actually make it a first-person shooter RPG. And it wasn't I wonder, I like so first person. Wait, what are, they, are the original Fallout's not first-person shooters? No, yeah. they're isometric, top-down. Oh. Yeah, they're, um, turn-based. Oh, yeah. alright, just a heads up for the viewers, I've never played any of the Fallout's besides a little bit of Fallout 3 blowing up like a ton a bunch of times. That's about it. So you're definitely gonna learn. Yeah, I literally like, I would nuke Megaton, go back and I'd save, nuke Megaton again and again and again. I just like watching Megaton blow up, dude. Uh, Steven, it's, uh, they are listeners, not viewers, but uh, anyways. Oh, Wait, so we started already? I mean, I'm I'm not just spouting out trivia. Um, yeah, you, I guess you are right. I didn't introduce everybody. I could go ahead and do that now. And not. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Bad Illiterate Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Manny. Um, I have Danny, Steven, and Jared with me. And uh, Kevin's in there somewhere. I don't know if he's going to be actually joining us, but I think he's around. He's hanging out. He's hanging somewhere. Hi, y'all. But yes, Fallout 1 and 2 were top-down, you know, turns, which were... Kind of like XCOM feel, or... Exactly. Actually, well, I never played the original XCOM, so I'm only going off... I didn't either, I just, I just seen gameplay of it, like, the most... Not, not XCOM, well, yeah, XCOM 2 is the same way, but like the enemies something one, but the one, the one before XCOM 2, the one that came out about five years ago. Not, uh, Enemy Unknown, but, uh... That was the first XCOM game. That's when I found out about the wonderful world of XCOM. Snipers, yeah, yeah, Alright, I guess, um, before we get into 4, let's talk about the original. Um, anybody got any, like, tips or anything they want to give out before, like, actually, I'll give an example. Like, one of the tips that I want to give out for the first two is if anybody ever actually go and play the first two to definitely try luck or to go all luck 
on your first playthrough and I say this because one of your first missions you have to go and save the daughter of the town Shady Sands and like in order to save her you have to go to this raider encampment and if you have all luck like when, whenever you get there apparently the leader the, the leader of the raider killed his dad in order to obtain leadership of the raider gang and when you appear since your luck is so high you appear and you look like his dad so everybody thinks that you're a ghost so everybody like runs away from you in fear instead of attacking you and you can literally like just walk in there and everybody's like oh my god a ghost and they'll like run away and you can go like loot the place and it's got fucking really good armor so you can start off with like combat armor and like a bunch of good like weapon and ammo and stuff like that nobody stops you, you can go in there and just ransack the whole place um free the daughter and nobody like even said anything like the, the worst they say is oh my god a ghost and they'll run away from you <laughs> so like i thought that was actually kind of cool it was like an easy way to get like a shit ton of loot out right at the gate yeah oh yeah and another thing is like uh you, you can actually turn around and go back in the vault and like they actually like like when you first leave the vault you have to like leave the cave and then you can turn around and go back to the vault and you can loot the vault you can like you can get like some flares and some like water flasks and sell those and stuff for a bunch of money so you can get a bunch of good stuff right out um i doubt anybody here has really played one or two recently so i'm probably the only one who's got tips on yeah i started playing i started by playing three i didn't play one or two i haven't played one or two yeah me and danny are on one two well we played a bunch of freaking geezers yeah i played them all I don't remember any of the tips and tricks though. From the, all I do, all I know is the first two. All you have to do is luck and steal. <laughs> GG, you win. And saving before you steal anything. Definitely save before you steal. It's still a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I never, I, I never really stole in the new ones. Yeah, um, I, I, I can say like in Fallout 3 in New Vegas, like I figured it out and like I, I didn't I didn't have to steal like everything was kind of given to me or I would attain it some way. Either speech check or like maybe speech, mostly speech check I guess. But um, for Fallout 3 in New Vegas, I um, luck I can also say to go with that that would be that's a that's a tip I can give you know um I'm pretty sure everybody already knows that luck is a good way to go that's still like is luck still a good way to go like in Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 as well definitely I heard um I heard something about science is like the way to go for um leveling fast in Fallout 4 actually I have I I think I have a theory on how to do the fastest leveling on that one which is going with zero luck zero luck yeah, you get um, a perk, um, the idiot perk or something like that. Every time you do complete a quest or, huh? Idiot savant? Uh, yeah, I believe that's what it is. Um, do you mean zero intelligence? Because idiot savant gives you. That's what it is. Yeah, no intelligence. That's what it was. Thank you, Manny. Yeah, you go with no intelligence and all luck. That's what I did on my first playthrough, and I found literally everything I wanted. Plus, every time you did a quest, you had to. Uh, a chance to get like three percent increased experience off of that quest, so it was it was just a lot. Well, I mean, when's the only, when's the other time do you use intelligent besides hacking a computer? Anyway, we'll we'll get into that here in Fallout Four, but right now we're 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 not talking about Fallout Four yet. Um, but we're about to be. I just want to touch on a couple more things before we get there. 
Um, uh, Fallout 3 in New Vegas, if you're new to the game and you want an easy experience, that'll keep you like on the right track, track and submerged in the world. And I do believe that these games, a lot of people say, oh, there's no like right way to do the game or there's no wrong way to, I do believe there is a right way to do the game. I do believe there is a set out way that the makers of the game want you to play, the, which would we be, to me would be the correct way to play. So like, if you want, if you want that to be smooth, uh, sticking to the road, like just whenever you gotta go someplace, follow the road as far as you can to that um, quest. You know, like I mean. But what about bandits, raiders? They're occasionally on the roads. Yeah, they are, they are occasionally on the roads, but you'll less likely run into them, and they'll get less likely frustrated. I don't know. The me, I had, me, I had the problem I had with Fallout Three, and because um, I didn't stick to the roads right off bat, you know, I as soon as I got out, I went my direction. Like if I had to get to a point, I would go straight to that point. It didn't matter like what was in my way. I was climbing over shit. I was going under shit. Like straight. What was that? You're, you're, you're Skyriming it. You were just making your own like trail, pretty much. So a lot of people didn't stack. Well, I mean, no. The same thing with Skyrim too. I would suggest follow the roads. It makes it a lot easier. Any game that has roads in it, if you actually follow the roads, it it makes it a lot easier, and it it doesn't take it away a lot from the game. It's not just like a casual walkthrough. Yeah, you still have bandits attacking you and stuff like that. I feel like you lose a lot of like. I feel like you lose. I feel like I've, I've, I like part of the appeal of those kinds of games, though, is like getting to explore the open world, being what's off the beat. But yeah, like finding safes in the middle of a, a completely incinerated forest. Yeah, like <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to find. Stumbling upon a layer of death claws or something. But I, 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 I feel like the game do will eventually, at some point, bring you to those points. Like I do eventually feel like eventually you would cross that path to where you're like walking or something will take you out there there and you'll see that dungeon or something like that and then you'll go there eventually i, I don't know about that because a lot of the stuff i encountered and because i played skyrim and a lot of stuff i encountered in skyrim just going up the beaten track was like just absolute random shit like that i am actually anything. i played a lot of the game already like towards like almost every mission pretty decent amount of hours it's i see where mains come from but that's definitely not the case you can do whatever you want and find all kinds of unique stuff going out in the open is probably your best bet for that instead of just I mean, following all, the trail following the roads might be easier like in the beginning i can understand that like getting to the main story getting your stuff but also like no even that dude like i mean i'm I don't know. To me, I've I've come I've done both of them, and I've come just across as much stuff as I have sticking to the roads, and then I have just wandering off path. And you know, like another point that I'm gonna bring up in um, Fallout New Vegas, I remember wandering off roads, and then I came to this one um I came to the, uh, this one hidden valley where the Brotherhood of Seal were bunkered up. And like, as soon as I got there, they like drawed guns on me and like, were like, take them to the elder, you know, like keep an eye on them. And then like, the shit was all dark and scary. And like, I get to the elder and he's all like, got this dark look in his eye and he's like, straps a explosive collar to my neck. And he's like, you don't kill this fool. I'm going to kill you. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's evil. And then like, so like, I talked my way out of it and stuff like that. And then like, this one guy was like, hey, 
if you help me take him out of office and then I'll set things right with the Brotherhood of Steel. And I was like, yeah, you know, because this guy's obviously evil, so I'm going to help plan this coup. And so I did. I planned the coup, and we threw, we overthrew the guy, and, like, everything was cool. The Brotherhood still were, like, out and everything. And I was like, all right, I did a good thing. Everything was cool. And then, like, later on, through another playthrough, I find out that if I stick to the roads, eventually I run into this lady who I can, I can have as a companion and throughout like speaking to her and like walking around with her you find out she was actually a member of the Brotherhood of Steel and if you go with her to the bunker place she'll like they fucking roll out the red carpet for you like they like let you in and shit like that she like goes up and talks to the people like that dude and the elder dude is actually a not a bad guy like you like you hear his side of the story and stuff like that and like he just wants to make sure everybody's safe and doing the right thing and then like so like I chose to keep him in office and then like I ended up getting more stuff and better stuff you know by like doing it that way you know like so either way I ended up in the same place you know sticking to the roads that's all I'm saying. Well I had a t different experience I didn't stick to the roads and I found all kinds of cool stuff. To me that's another thing that made that makes Fallout New Vegas and different because you, you you won't get that kind of stuff like that in Fallout 4 you know I mean I played a lot of Fallout 4 and like I feel like you know like that I mean when that happened to me I was like it was mind-blowing like the the complete difference all just was from taking a different path you know I feel like that's part of appeal of games like that is like the tiniest little decisions you make can impact like the storyline down the road yes and like the original Fallouts they god they did that to a T all right on to Fallout 4 because I seem to be the only one who knows anything about the previous games. I mean, I played Fallout 3 pretty, uh, decently. Do you have a good story or anything you want to share from Fallout 3? I remember my first playthrough dying to a bloat fly immediately. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just... I, I came out of the vault. Fallout 3, I came out of the vault. I went straight. Because I didn't know how the little objective marker thing worked yet. Going over the foothills and there's just a couple blowflies and I'm like, what the f what are these? I got my 10 millimeter, miss every single shot, because <laughs> I'm very good at games. <laughs> and um, wait, wait, you should be like a, a god of Fallout because you can just use the Pip Boy and you're like RNG's bats. Bats, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not always guaranteed hit. Sometimes it's better not to use it, especially if you're sniping. Especially yeah, you're, for sniping. You're, you're RNG's bitch. How do you not, like, land it every time? Uh, anyways. Not, but yeah, I remember that. Other than that, uh, I didn't, I didn't ever blow up Megaton. Never did. You missed out. I was like... I blew that shit up. Yeah, daddy does. I, 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 like, was I the only one who was, like, had that, that uh, oh, feeling when they first saw Megaton, like, open its gates and, like, all the, like, gears started moving and stuff like that, and I was like, whoa, this- I was like that when it first opened, and then I saw the giant missile in the middle, and I was like, yeah, this place is dying. You know, my <laughs> reaction when it opened up was, man, there's gotta be a lot of cool shit in here. And then I saw the nuke, and I was like, hey, what's that? I went up to it, and there were all these guys worshipping it, and I was like, man, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. I'm gonna blow this place up. First, I'm gonna see if I can steal some loot, though. So I tried challenging Megaton several times, trying to kill everyone in there so I could get the loot. A couple times I made it out of there with some loot. Not killing everyone, because I found out there's some unkillable characters in there. But, uh, that, there's this, there was some dude with, like, a massive machine gun that was just stupid. And there was a security robot outside that was just stupid.
is is pretty bad. Got away like three or four times though, which I was pretty proud of. And then I would just run off to that guy and just nuke the place. But if I failed, I would just go back in the save and be like, all right, time to go nuke this place. I literally nuked Megaton, like, because we had it for the PlayStation 3, and my brother said he was going to sell the PlayStation 3, and he told me, like, a week in advance, and I played the shit out of Skyrim on that thing. Like, I love Skyrim on that, but I'd been fucking around on Fallout, just messing around with Megaton, so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this right before he sells the PlayStation. I'm going to see how many times I can nuke Megaton, and I nuked Megaton about 30-something times. Yeah, I just nuked it, and then I, I didn't know that I was going to stumble upon another place where I can live, so I lived with the rich people actually no i'm sorry i didn't live with the rich people i ended up killing all the rich people or no making them move out i think i was and i lived with the ghouls i'm glad y'all can join us for part two of therapy session <laughs> we got danny joining us along with steve <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just thought ghouls were awesome. Yeah, I walked into Megaton and I was it just it had like a char feel to me, so I decided it needed to be wiped off the face of the planet. Not this again. <laughs> I'm glad y'all like, but um, Jared said something that reminded me that I want to let viewers know of because I've never heard anybody talk about it in tips or anybody who's actually like done like playthroughs or anything. In the beginning of the fucking game, you can reset your skill. So like if you want to do the what I consider the correct playthrough where you actually talk to everybody and like get everybody on your side and like actually go through all the speech check, you could actually in the beginning of the game put all your skills in the speech and all the useless stuff like in Fallout in Vegas, let's cause you need like you need you need a certain amount of explosives explosives to talk a guy to get you an explosive to be part of a quest, you know, to get everybody in that quest line, you know, and stuff like that. So you can put all them skills into those useless skills in the beginning of the game just to get those quests done and out the way perfect and then as soon as you leave the vault or the the town in new vegas for instance it asks you if you want to reset your skill and then you can respect to however you wanted to survive the wasteland that's another thing that's been bugging me because am i the only one who's done that am i the only one who's actually done all the skills so i could have a perfect beginning and then reset them to how i'd want to play so i could survive out in the wasteland i've never done that before <laughs> never done it i think i'm the only one who's ever seriously thought of done who's thought about it <laughs> And then like, and then Fallout 4, you know, I was expecting the same thing to happen. But, you know, of course they introduced a new skill tree and then, you know, that didn't happen. And, but like with the new skill tree, there's no re reason to reset or there was no reason to actually have skills. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on to Fallout 4. Maybe I wasn't done with Fallout 3. Huh? 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 Anyway, on to Fallout 4. Oh, are you done? Uh, another thing I remember from Fallout 3, I remember the, uh, the fire ant city. And you would go to the city filled with oh, fire God. ants and those little fuckers yeah, that was a lot of fun. I would like, I'd, I'd get a bunch of like those landmines, the inactive ones, and I would just set them up all over the place, like at the holes where they'd be coming out of, and I would just sit there and watch them crawl out and eat, like blow up. Hard-ass quest, man. It was fun. I felt very proud of myself when I uh, remembered the password to the water, water purification thing. I was like, yes, I, I did a thing! <laughs> Woo! Dork. Hey, unfortunately, I couldn't keep the super mutant because my karma was too low. Sad face. Oh, karma. Oh, crap. All right, anything else on um, the previous fallouts? Anybody? I didn't like New Vegas. What? Nope. Get the hell it didn't do it for me. It didn't do it for me. I loved all of them. Just letting you know. I mean, it, it was it was a good. I mean. Didn't you like about New Vegas? Hold on, tell me. I don't know. I like I like the whole post-apocalyptic green feel of Fallout 3. 
more than I like all of New Vegas. I don't like know, New Vegas just seems uh, more... Area more than Las Vegas? Like, you like how the East Coast handled the post-apocalyptic world rather than the West Coast? Yeah, kind of. It probably has to relate to, I've actually been to D.C. and I can... I've actually been to some of the places that I was in in Fallout. I probably added to it as well. But, yes, I may be completely biased. Oh, which is understandable. I'm a biased person, so I can't hate on that. But, just personally, kind of like Fallout 3 a little bit better. A lot better. Been to so many reasons why you're wrong, but that's <laughs> another podcast episode. More on how uh, New Vegas is so much better, but that'll uh, take another episode. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna spare you. I mean, if he doesn't like the game, it's it's like per, it's his personal. Yeah. Shut up, Stephen. There's no such thing here. <laughs> What is personal opinion, Steven? I don't, I mean, I don't like Fallout as a general franchise, so just, it's not a game that captivates me. It's fun to fuck around on, but I've never, I, I can't, like, sit there and play through an entire Fallout. Which is understandable, like, it's not for everybody, you know, and that's another thing I was gonna get into with Fallout 4, you know, like, I got friends who won't play Fallout 4 simply because of the fact that Though, or we won't play Fallout because of the fact that it started out slow. There was too many choices to make, like the whole, uh, you know, I mean, char the character um, creation and stuff like that just kind of threw them off because, like, they basically, like, they are, they prefer a quote-unquote Mario type game where all you got to do is just hit the hit start and go and jump over stuff mindlessly doing stuff type of deal but I mean not to say that you know not to knock on Mario or like anybody's if, if you like that kind of play stuff that's cool you know but they wouldn't give Fallout a chance because you you actually had to build up to a you actually what am I trying to say you actually had to read and, and you actually had to think about your decisions and stuff like that which it was which is a turn off to them you know like which don't get me wrong they they like their games you know which which is with fallout 4 i which is what i understand i mean i understand why they made fallout for the way they did to try to appeal to those type of people and to try to keep the fan base they already have which in my opinion was not a mistake but i i, I the reason why i'm saying that is because i was hoping for fallout 3 but spit and polished and a lot of people were. That's where a lot of I was reading a lot of reviews, and a lot of people were disappointed because that's what they wanted was Fallout 3 and New Vegas copied and pasted. And instead, we got Fallout 4, which is something completely different. Which is, but it's actually a good game. You know, it's more of a shooter now. You know, they dumbed it down a lot more. You know, and um, that was another thing I wanted to get about. Like we were talking about in one of the other podcasts about the newer generation. Of video games going for the new generation like and it's not just fallout or bethesda in general games games all together have dumbed down the way they do, do the way they're doing things because society has gotten lazy we're getting spoon-fed you know and we want things done easier you know we want things to be shown how to do us i mean uh, <laughs> we want things to be shown to us oh. 
and how to do things, you know, which is why, like, YouTube has gotten so big and stuff like that, which is why people watch people stream and stuff like that. I'm just saying that, like, society is to blame, you know, like, think of, okay, Resident Evil is a perfect example. Think of the first Resident Evil game. For those who played, who actually played the first Resident Evil when it came out, that game was fucking hard. Like, I, you know, I barely, I didn't have the internet, so like, I didn't, I can go to look up how to fucking, that I had to go take a piece of paper off this picture, take it over to the fireplace, light it, and then take the ashes and pour those in a cup of water and then throw that on some other paper and then all of a sudden I got a map. You know, like, I didn't know to do all that. Like, what? You know, I mean, I'm not saying that was one of the actual puzzles, but that's basically how it was, you know, if you actually remember the first ones, you know. But if you were a robot, you would have. <laughs> but, you know, like, but, you know, like, now look at them, you know, like, not saying they're, they're, um, you know, not saying they're completely stupid, the puzzles now, but they're, like, easy, you know, it's, hey, let me get behind this shelf and push it over, and then all of a sudden I can get on top of it to get to this item that's shiny. Like, have you noticed that, like, all quest items and, or quest path shine, like, they'll, they'll either have some kind of sheen, shine to them, or they'll be highlighted a different color. That way you know, hey, I need to jump onto this ledge, or I need to go to this door, or hey, I need to connect A to B, connect the, you know, the thigh bone, connect to the hip bone, you know, type deal. I mean, am I the only one who sees it, who's seen this? Like, you know, why they do that then? Gamers are getting like they they want to reach out to younger and younger audiences because there's more money in it. Kids have all the time in the world to sit there and play video games. Adults don't, so it's just they're in it for the money. That's all. That's why it's like that's what fuels them doing it. I don't think it's so much like laziness of gamers. I think it's more just hey, kids have a lot more time to play video games than adults do, but their parents are going to buy the games for them regardless if they beg enough. Let's make it so our games appeal more to kids so we make more money. Let, let, let's let's bring it back to Fallout 4. <laughs> Get a little off topic here. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was getting back to Fallout. This is which is what I mean. This this is all accommodating back to Fallout 4. This is what is going to get to my point that Fallout 4 has been dumbed down a lot for new, the newer generation and it's you know i'm trying i'm just trying to i'm trying to defend fallout 4 a little bit you know without like completely bashing it because what it sounds like i am going to do is bash it because i'm pointing out all its flaws but the truth is it's, it's really you know it's understandable you know like they they want to go they want to make money you know which is the original fallout was hey they actually they said we want to make a game that we want to play you know, this is a game that we want to play, and then what happened was, fucking, it became so big that, I mean, people loved it. And then Fallout 4 was like, hey, let's make a game that people that people could play, you know, that we think people would want to play, not, hey, games that we would want to play. Or maybe it was a game that they wanted to play, I don't know, maybe they were like, hey, this is what we want to do. So we're gonna do this, which is why Fallout 4 is completely different. Fallout 4 is the way it is because they wanted to make money, and they had the franchise and the name to back up them making a drastic change like that and dumbing down the game to appeal to a wider audience because they knew that their previous audience was gonna buy it regardless of how good the game was. But you know what? Like to me, I feel like this is another step to what could be, and the people are like, 
well, we shouldn't have to pay money to for hopes of what could be in the future. But like to me, um, if this will be going to funding, actually, now they what they need to do is take what they did with Fallout 4 and then take Fallout 3 and just merge it all together. That's what they need to do. And like you know, I mean, they've already got they've already got people who weren't in the Fallout, you know, now in the Fallout. You know, when I was looking at streams and stuff like that of people when Fallout 4 first came out. These people never played Fallout. They didn't know anything about the original Fallouts. They didn't know anything about the lore and stuff, but they got the nerve to be on stream, playing, playing it, trying to tell people how to play it. But um, the things a lot of people, what I can say from reading a lot of reviews is that everybody has one thing in common and that they want the old Fallout back. Like everybody from the good reviews to the bad reviews, they all agree on they want the reputation system back, you know, they want the old skill tree back, you know, they want they want the old um dialogue wheel back, you know, they want they you know so they wanna get rid of the dialogue wheel. <laughs> they want the they want the list back. Yeah, but there. By the way, there is a mod for Fallout 4 that gets rid of the wheel and puts the list back. Another thing, like a lot of people are complaining about, like all this stuff about Fallout. But you know, you got mods and updates that are gonna come out. You know that people are gonna work on this game. You know that's why I'm saying that. Like to me, this is another step of what could be a step of what could be in the future. And I, I like I, I like the game. I if anybody asked me if they should buy the game or play it, I would tell them yes, y'all should. Don't expect it to be like the first Fallout. Like I kind of saw it coming too when they said they changed up the skill tree. Then I started thinking about Skyrim and how they did with Oblivion the Skyrim, and then you know like so I was like oh you know they're probably going to end up doing something similar to uh, Fallout, which was like they kind of did and like i said it's you know it's more steps more towards the future like when people are saying they feel like this is a half finished game which it probably is a half finished game but like it gives us something to tie us over to they get to the the finished product okay okay it, they just that's i'm tired of the half finished game crap though people of these people selling half finished games because they're just like it's oh, a whole weird. game in yeah, itself I, I haven't heard anyone say anything about it being a half-finished game. I've heard people say a lot, like, a lot of good things about the game. But, its uh, main thing, its main goal has been achieved. Right. It's an entire game in itself. Right. It's one of those games, though, that adds updates to add more content. It doesn't add updates to finish the game. Yeah, but usually Bethesda's pretty good at updates. They're not going to bring out, like, as far as DLCs go, they're not going to give you 30 DLCs, each costing five each. They're going to give you one DLC that gives you just as much as 30 DLCs for, like, $15. 20 bucks. I don't know. I don't remember how much the Dragonborn DLC was for Skyrim. And the uh, other ones for Fallout 3 were. But I like how Bethesda does it. Although it's still, you know, not free content, but whatever. Usually Bethesda's better at it than others. I'm looking at you, EA. <clears throat> so... Jared, as since you played the first, well, I mean not the first, but you played Fallout 3 or whatnot, how do you feel about getting power armor right off bat? And people other than Brotherhood of Steel running around in power power armor. Um, I was a little surprised. I was like, whoa, wait a minute! I remember getting this like halfway through the game. Well, mainly because I didn't go to that area but getting it halfway through the game like not many people had it i mean i didn't really use it 
both be anyways that much. I don't know, it's too big for me, clunky. I'm more of a sniper person when I play Fallout. Um, but it was, it's nice to get something you can take, I guess, if you need it off the bat, right off the bat. Like if you're going to a, a cave filled with like a hundred or so radiators, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I have this power armor back at my uh, settlement I can use. Instead of being like, oh god, I'm gonna have to save at so many points and go back and reload. And well, that's just because of how I play. That's just because of how I play, though. I just, I'm a sniper, so power armor doesn't really benefit me much. Yeah, what I'm gonna say about power armor is that what from all the other games that I played, power armor, you you got towards the middle or either middle endish kinda. And the thing is, the, the, what they emphasized big on power armor was you needed training in order to operate it. You needed to go through the Brotherhood of Training, and you, are, you either had to do some kind of missions or something like that in order to get to that training, you know? Like, so, like, you can just hop in power armor right off bat and be like, oh, let me hop in this power armor and pick up this machine gun off this helicopter and start shooting people. But I understand what they did there because, like I, like, like I said earlier, they were trying to appeal to people who haven't played the game or necessarily, you know, like, so they wanted to show what the game had to offer as much as possible to get people hooked, you know, like, oh, this is what this game has to offer, you know? But that being said, I, I feel like Power Armor is well balanced in this game. I like the way it's done. I like the way that you get into it and it's like being in a vehicle. And um, it takes damage, you know, and you have to repair it and the power core, you know. So, like, it's not just like you hop in this thing and you're God Almighty all the time, you know. You actually got to take consideration on the damage that you're going to take and if you're going to actually have enough power to run this thing throughout the whole entire fight. Anyone got any uh, fusion cores? Anyone? I, I can please give me some. I need them. <laughs> the fusion core. Did I say power core? Oh. <laughs> Fusion cores. I need, I need the fusion cores. I need more. Although I did find four in uh, was a was it a chem box or something? It wasn't a chem box. It was one of those boxes. I found four. And I was like, what? I was like, yes. Thank you. I don't know. I've when I did luck, I found a shit ton of those. Like I just, I didn't have any problem. I stayed full. Same with the ammo. Well, I mean, I just, uh, I got locally or two, and then I built. A shop, a gun shop, or a, yeah, a gun and ammo shop in my settlement, and like he would regenerate one every other day, every other day or so, and then I would just buy it off of him. So I, I actually got like a stockpile of them because I actually I, I don't use my power armor at all. I got them sitting there. Like I, only time I ever actually used them was to get them to my settlement and leave them there. You don't like using the power armor. It's not that I don't like using the power armor, it's I, I, I mean like, I'm like Jared, I like to snipe and sneak around and I feel like it's big and clunky and I can't really do that in it. I mean you can, but I don't know, I feel like... Uh, I found something interesting the other day, roaming around the wasteland, off the beaten path. <clears throat> um, where was I? Uh, I was around Fort Hagen, I think? <clears throat> Which is like to the west, the west side of the map, pretty close to the edge. Um, and I found this little abandoned building. It had a single pipe pistol, 
I think it had like 16 rounds of 10, uh, 38 rounds in it. It had a stove for cooking, a bed, 16 gas canisters, and three, and three angled wooden plates. I'm pretty sure this is intentional, but what I took from it is you put the gas tank on the angled wooden plate and then you shoot the tip of the gas tank and it launches it into the air <laughs> over this over this massive cliff that this house is on and just blows up and it's just like what <laughs> what is there use for this it's not even like a mission thing here it's like there's there's no marker for it it's like what <laughs> what i'm not even kidding like if you go near fort hagen there look for a cliff and on the top of the cliff there'll be a little square blue building and it's just, it's just like, what? <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was a good ten minutes of just launching gas canisters off the edge of a cliff, watching them explode. because like a lot of people say that the game is like empty, more or less. But like to me, coming off the other games, I feel like the game is not empty at all. Like I, I feel like there is a lot of game. Like you said, if you wander off the beaten path, you'll stumble into something quick. As to far as like the original Fallout, you'll wander for a good little minute before you come across something interesting, you know. But you definitely that it does happen a lot more in Fallout 4 than I can say in the other games. And it's probably it, I'm thinking it's partially due to the size of the actual map of the game, which is another topic. The fact that it's smaller than Fallout 3. Am I right? It's, it's it is smaller a uh, smaller map but like and then i hear like the uh what is it the the glow or not the glow um the like the border zone or whatnot the i, I forgot the name of it i actually haven't been there i haven't made it there myself but i hear that it's almost seemingly endless and like you go off the map kind of i'm also thoroughly enjoying modding my fallout 4 Nudity mods you got on there so far. Uh, say so what? How many nudity mods you got on there so far? I have zero, but I think on the Nexus there's at least 50 or so? Probably more. They also, um, just came out a mod where you can, uh, a Witcher 3 mod, where you can wear the armor and the costume and stuff from Witcher 3. I, I, I'm sorry, console gamers. Maybe eventually. One day. <laughs> One day. One day. I know that struggle. I played Skyrim on the Xbox. 360 before playing on PC. Right, let's touch on a couple more things, and I guess we're gonna wrap it up here pretty soon. I feel like we talked a lot. Um, bad dialogue. I've heard a lot of people talking about it having bad dialogue. Bad dialogue, but I believe that has a lot to do with having a voice protagonist or having, because there's only so much you can have somebody say. And, I, and to me, I honestly feel like they probably should have took the money they could have saved from having having the uh, the hero of the story not talk at all and just pick some sentences to say and have the NPCs respond to that. You know, like they could have saved so much more money instead of paying an actor and putting all the effort into it. You know, which is cool. You know, like that going that goes back into people not wanting to read in society being lazy, but. I don't know about you, but I always have my subtitles turned on for for 
Fallout 4, Fallout 3, Vegas, uh, Witcher 3, uh, any other game you can name, I usually turn them on just because, I don't know, sometimes I don't make everything out. Put it towards other things though, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. And it, it, it does it. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, another problem I have with it is that they only have one option for in the, his voice option, you know, because I play as a big black guy, my guy doesn't sound like a big black guy. Um, then again, I don't really sound like a big black guy, so that point can be argued. <laughs> sound like a mid-sized black guy. I didn't even know Manny was black when I first was talking to you. See, I mean that point. That, that point could be argued, but you know, like African American. Sorry, gone. How you know he's from Africa? You know he's not Haitian. God, you're so fucking racist, Jared. Uh, cries. <laughs> but um, and I I also feel like they could have done without the wife and kid. Personally, man, he's not a family man. It's not that. It's I can't for the life of me remember the wife's name. I play as a male because I am a male, you know, and like people who play as a female, you know, your husband or whatnot. But I, for the life of me, can't remember her name and I barely can remember the kid's name. Only reason why I remember his name is because he gets brought up in conversation every once in a while. Wasn't her name Sharon? I, I think it was Jaquita. Jaquita? Maybe yours. <laughs> it, it was something. <laughs> but, you know. Who remembers her name? You, do you remember her name? No. Viewers, if you're listening, comment. Tell me her goddamn name. She deserves to be denied. I mean, I, I mean, you could just Google it. I could. <laughs> I'd like to get some vomit from the viewers. It would have been nice, you know. Sure. I, I, I will. I will say. I will not look it up. For the sake of these people, of you guys commenting. What her name is. Well, fucking Fallout does not give me a way to find it out throughout. True. And then I'm never gonna know. You can just remember everyone else. They could have started off with you being a regular guy, and then like that's a little problem. Um, a lot of people are having with the game is because they feel like you're forced to be a good guy because of the whole wife and kid, you know, thing, which is true. You know, like I mean, I do. I'm gonna be the good guy in every game, no matter what. So like me, I have no problem with it. But they could have avoided all this if they would have just simply took out the wife and kid and they could have kept the same plot, you know, hey, you got put into a vault and then you got frozen instead of like living like you're supposed to and then you wake up and people are killing people around you, you know, and then you wake up and you get out and then you try to figure out what's going on and then you got these factions going fighting and stuff. You could they could have kept going with the story like that without the wife and kid and then and then it could have spared money on having the wife have a voice overworked and stuff like that and you know the time they made to actually put the wife in and animations and stuff like that. But you know that's all hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. You know, with all this being said, there is the future. We got DLCs that are going to come out. We got Updates that are gonna come out. We got mods that are gonna come out. Once uh, once Bethesda releases their creation kit, <clears throat> Bethesda. <clears throat> they really not released it yet. Nope. 
Anyways, go ahead. Yes, there is. Rather impressive. People are starting to make their own. I feel like touched on everything that I wanted to get out. Have you? Because I can I can rant about the Char some more if we need to fill up some more time. Uh, please don't. Steven, the Char are the supreme race. Garrett, I'll cut off your fucking testicle. Yeah, I also feel like I, I shouldn't be talking to anyone in Fallout 4 because I have a wife. Or ex-wife, I guess. <laughs> Gotta stay loyal. Gotta stay loyal. And a kid that I have to look for that, yeah. <laughs> That I'm kind of forgotten about, almost. Oh hey, my uh, child got stolen. Let me uh, go just blow up these gas canisters off ramp that I found. My biggest worry in the game is my if my uh, settlements are okay. Like I, <laughs> it takes priority more over than actually like getting my son back. Is that, is that bad? <laughs> nah, man, you're trying to build a home for your son once you eventually find him. You're a good man. Thank you. I, I feel like uh, that too. I haven't really gone into settlements yet. Although, like, I already know what happens, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it. But you know. <laughs> Good. I fucking kill you. Spoilers. Snape kills Dumbledore. No. What the fuck? Why? I was just about to finish the sixth book. What the hell, man? <sighs> Made your last delivery, kid. Sorry you got twisted up in this scene. From where you're kneeling, must seem like an 18-carat run of bad luck. Truth is, the game was rigged from the start. for tuning in to Bad Illiterate Gaming Podcast. Please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, share, and stay tuned for more up-and-coming episodes.